A photo. You like that? Is that from uh, Area 51, right? It is from Area 51. That is true. Yeah. Right before your wrist went down in a flame. That was, uh, yeah, that, that was the last functioning thing I was able to do with that wrist. Oh, look at that. We're green light already. Let's hear that. No! Get those words! golly did you guys miss us you had to yeah. have missed us we've been gone for days there's been no fresh nerds the only nerds you could get is old stale crusty nerds and now you recycled have new uh brand new nerds about to happen welcome the bid nerds everyone your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites like Bring a Trailer, P Car Market, Rad for Sale, Cars and Bids, and whatever <laughs> other auction site happens to pop up over the weekend. My name is John Fulmick, along with my host, Michael Deeb. How you doing, Michael Deeb? What's up, dude? Yeah, you know, we're back. We're, we're back, back at finally. it. Put the band finally. back together. Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Sorry about that, folks. If you were going, what the heck? There are no nerds on a Monday? What the heck? That makes my Monday. We ruined your Monday. We will go ahead and take responsibility for that, but nothing else because we are irresponsible. Uh, daily, oh. we make predictions to what we think cars will sell for on all the auction sites because we, we pick the most interesting ones. We go to bring a trailer and we go, which, which, which are the most interesting cars on here? There's like 100 cars for sale today. <laughs> There's two. Some of these are just not that interesting. We narrow it down to the most interesting cars. We nerd out about them right here on the show, and then we make predictions. Uh, and then we go back uh, from the previous days when we make those predictions, and we, we see how we did, and often... We're really bad at it. In fact, that's all we are. Uh, so we invite you to join us and help us with these predictions. So let us know your predictions of the cars below in the comments. Uh, we do have all the cars that we will talk about today in the uh, about this video section once the video is done being live. So you can play along later and see how we did. Um, Michael Deep, it's kind of been a long weekend. How you doing? Well, good, man. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's all. That's I that's uh that. that was a great yeah. little uh, football I sent over to you. How you yeah. doing? Uh, there's a little yeah. segue to Michael D. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. Dead yeah. air. Nothing. I, I don't nothing. know. What to, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> well, uh, I was eating a donut with an alien there. You can see from the previous picture uh, if you were watching right from the top of the hour. Um, Why were you at Area 51? Were you guys going to storm we, Area that, 51? So that photo, if what? you guys watch, so this is a live stream. If you watch it from the very top, you may have seen a picture of myself carrying around a passenger in our, uh, that was the old Cayenne with the manual. That was the, um, and we picked up a hitchhiker. It's weird looking. I think he was from Sweden. Um, and he brought donuts. So we were like, hey, dude, we'll. Uh, it was we'll Seth Rogen. It was Seth Rogen or, or his buddy, um, some alien from wherever. Anyways, uh, yeah, we went out to uh, to Storm Area Fifty One. We saw the big, uh, we saw the big concert. There's like, there was nobody out there, man. They was had it, so much. Was stuff. it Pete Tong was out there? Who was it? Uh, it was... Paul Oakenfeld did Paul a show Oakenfeld. with for fifty people in a desert, man. It was like we're standing there going, "That's yeah, that's actually him." And this is. <laughs> There's the guys that delivered the porta potties uh, and some dudes yeah. selling churros and us, and that was it. That was the only people out there. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and all the cops, like every cop in the entire state was out there at Area 51. Uh, so yeah, that's, prob- that's probably the smallest audience he's played for since the last time he was in the studio. Uh, right. I mean, it's yeah. insane, dude. It was, you couldn't believe it. And, you know, but yeah, we went out there and I realized that I'm like, in my 40s. I tried to Naruto run and that ended poorly for me and I broke my arm. <laughs> Gravity's undefeated. Yeah, man. Let me just tell you, uh, that did not work out well for me. But that was that's a that's ancient history. Let's get to. But tell tell the audience, okay, you didn't just jump in the car and go to the hospital. You just wrapped it with like barbed wire or something and stayed well, there. Well, no, the day. great yeah. yeah, the great thing about uh, about Area Fifty One for the storm, the Area Fifty One thing, they anticipated so many thousands of people to come. I mean, there was so yeah. many facilities out there. I've never right. seen so many porta potties. Didn't you say right. the police were all armed with like automatic rifles and stuff? Oh, dude, they're like I said, they had base camp. There's helicopters. They had their police <laughs> RVs and all their you know like stuff from Die Hard. Um, but they had a med, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they had the tank and everything. It's like the police have themselves an RV. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. No, they had the they had a, an amazing med tent. I mean, they were prepared. Right. There were like docs and medical. I mean, they had rows and rows and rows of cots. Like they were anticipating, yeah. like uh, you know, shooting everyone with a machine gun. Uh, <laughs> they were selling. Patootie so here wanted peanut. to say hello to everybody. Uh, to there the show. she is. Did you go outside? Do you need to? Okay, here. Good, <laughs> good morning, boss. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, it was a great experience. It was actually a lot of fun, but they, yeah, they had. But the, they wrapped you up. They wrapped me up. They gave me this, like, temporary splint. Um, and they're like, yeah, you could, you know, wait for an ambulance. It'll take about two and a half hours, or you could take a helicopter ride. That'll be awesome on your insurance uh, policy. Good luck with deductible on that one. Um, I was like, you know what? I got a Cayenne. We're good. It's got yeah. a manual. That'll be fun. Lee drove it home. Our friend uh-huh. Lee from um, from uh, from London, and uh, he ruined the clutch in that car. I mean, he uh, he is. Uh, I can't believe he, Betsy let him go with you to that event. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think she yeah. knew me well enough back then. Yeah, uh, to know <laughs> how no much way. of an idiot I am, and like if she lets her husband go with me anywhere, she there's gonna just be problems. Gave- she just gave birth to a litter of boys and let him go with you to Area 51. Yeah, there's no way. She knew what was going on. He lied. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, at least it wound up being bad for me and not her husband. So it's all That's good. good. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, here it is. What we do is we pick these cars. We sort them out. We find the most interesting ones, and uh, we talk about them. And uh, before we give our predictions, we always just kind of like nerd out on why we think these are the most interesting cars. But really, at the beginning of the show uh, – let me just say, don't take our advice. We don't know what we're talking about. We are not advisors here. There's no financial advice here whatsoever. The only thing you should listen to us when we say do anything is to subscribe to this channel. So hit the subscribe, hit the like button, hit notifications so you know when we are live and you can get the freshest nerds possible. Um, (laughs) And let's, uh, let's go ahead and look at our most recent predictions. So the last show we did was on Friday. We had Bradley Brownell from rad for sale. Uh, We did some predictions on the most interesting cars on Friday. Um, but we also covered a couple of cars from the weekend because Bring a Trailer is now covering car or doing car auctions. One car, on yeah, one car. Oh, we did one. Okay, so let's we did uh, one car. Let's go over those real quick and see how we did, and then yeah. you know, we'll get to today's cars, huh? What was our car of the day? Was it the roof? Yeah, why not? Let's go with that nine thirty because right. that was just uber- yeah. The uh, Picar Market found this really interesting uh, gray market nineteen eighty two Porsche nine thirty that was never sold in the United States. 
Uh, the person that ordered this car ordered it one of like 42 special wishes slant nose. This is an early slant nose with a really interesting bespoke front end on this car. Uh, in fact, it doesn't have pop-up headlights. The headlights are actually below the bumper line and uh, in the lower front valance. So they've got driving lights uh, and probably high beams down in there. Uh, and by today's standards, those would be illegal in the United States. But this car is here and let's just sort of say, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's grandfathered in because nobody noticed the headlights aren't above the bumper. Uh, really interesting car. As soon as the car was delivered, it was brought to Roof where they then did a five-speed manual uh, update. So they took the four-speed G915 and put a G50 uh, five-speed in there. They also put a Roof intercooler and a bespoke exhaust on this thing. So by all accounts, this car is probably making 330 horsepower or somewhere in that neighborhood based on the accessories that are on that motor. Uh, and then you've got a special wishes car in a beautiful Grand Prix white finish, and the, even the wheels are painted white. This is a really neat car in the United States. So I thought it might bring 150,000. JP, you just took a slightly more conservative tack at 145. And Bradley, who uh, starts to shake when cars have uh, over $100,000, once there's a comma involved, he doesn't want anything to do with it. He said 140 grand. Uh, this car. Um, oh gosh, you know what? I don't even know if it's sold. Hold on one second. I'm going to hit a button here. It went, it made it up to $149,500 and it looks like JP it sold at that price. Okay. Cause, uh, it, P car market takes two hours to publish the results. So I just realized I never knew what that car landed at. Hmm. All right. So that car sold. So there you go. I got the win on that one. Uh, then we'll jump over. You had, to well, you had mentioned when we were talking about this car, you were thinking that this might be like a quarter million dollar car, but you were I, concerned I, about the platform. Yeah. I, I'm surprised it sold at that price. I still mm -hmm. think that car is worth a lot more money based on, uh, it ticks all these incredible boxes with regards to Porsche rarity, uh, oh. build numbers, uh, the factory, you know, collaboration with both roof and, uh, the 915 special wishes. This car should be worth a lot more than 150 grand. It's just on the wrong platform. I, I truly believe that this car actually should go to RM Sotheby's and be in a room full of white guys drinking white wine. And they mm -hmm. would get your quarter million easy on that car or BAT at this point, BAT for sure. I think this car would bring over 200 on BAT. I think there's if you have this thing. car and you're looking to take a chance at an auction, uh, I certainly wouldn't be taking a chance with P car market with my money uh, in a car like this. I would definitely if I were if I were looking to take a chance and see if you could really get it to pop, I would try Rad for sale before I try yeah. P car market because Rad for sale. I think uh, this is like as rad as you get, and they oh have goodness. a small but very very astute audience, uh, and some of the guys that are watching them. Uh, they have some money and they want stuff like this. So uh, I think uh, people should be given rad for sale a try. We are seeing over and over and over again, cars bring really good money there. And we're not, you know, cause like everything is bringing good money, right? Because, uh, Oh my God, the market like, is so up. The right market now. is up big time. So it's very, you know, all these platforms like P car market, uh, and even cars, uh, cars and bids, I think does this a lot too. They pat themselves on the back on how big a number they're getting for certain cars. But I still think money of them as much money as they're bringing are leaving money on the table because they just don't have the reach, uh, as the, uh, the big boy, big boys. Um, all right. What else we got? Uh, JP, we also looked at a, give me one second, the 1974 Lancia Fulvia. This is a neat little car offered uh, just across the bay here in uh, Marin <laughs> County. Uh, just a neat little example. It wasn't anything special. I thought it still might bring in this up market 
over 20 grand. So I said 23. You parked your bid right at 20, and Bradley Brannell parked it at 18,500. JP, you were right on the money. This car really? brought $19,750 and sold. I'm telling you, man, that's a tremendous value because the fun factor of that drivetrain is off the charts. Um, you know, Fiat's and Alphas are rev happy car, but this Lancia with the V4 and front wheel drive is in absolute gas. I mean, it feels like it's revving to 8,000 RPM. It's bananas. If for 1.3 liter, it is way more entertaining than the numbers would suggest on paper. That's a fantastic value at 20 grand. Congratulations. To the How do you pronounce the name of this car? Fulvia. Uh, if you can find that, your girlfriend will be very happy. All right. Don't forget the jelly. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, let's see one more. Let's go a couple more, JP. We had also uh, the 1996 Porsche C4S. Mm -hmm. uh, this was a really nice car. Can you pull that sucker up? Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this car had like 26,000 miles on it. There were a couple of silly modifications, like a harness bar with no harnesses, uh, that turbo wing. He had a second set of forged Kinesis wheels. Uh, but by all accounts, the suspension and the brakes on this car were stock. And so even look, even though it kind of looked like a track day hero that somebody would just use on the weekend to set times, uh, the condition of this car really made it look like this guy was just a poser and that this car was never driven in anger. It really stood up well, despite the sort of average photos. Uh, so we kind of went high on this car, and I think it was justified. I said 135,000. You went 140. Bradley Brannell went 120. Our car sold at 116,000 dollars, and I think that's a fantastic value. I actually think this guy, if he had put it back to stock, would have got 130, 140,000. I think your number would have held up if he yeah. had put it back to stock before he photographed the car. Uh, anyways, Bradley was closer, but I'll take the win. And then we looked at a 1983 VW Vanagon Westphalia. Uh, the 83s are powered by that little dinky uh, 1.9 liter motor. Uh, this is a two-wheel drive, and these cars don't receive a lot of love. Um, so I'm really still learning to figure out which of the VWs are worth the money and which ones aren't. So I incorrectly guessed uh, this was a Sunday close, by the way. I incorrectly guessed that this car would go over 20 grand. Uh, so I said 23,000. You guys kind of laughed at me, and then you got real. Uh, JP, you said 18, and Bradley Brannell said 15. Uh, and although he was closer, you got the win. That car sold for $16,252. And my education on VW Vanikins continues. Uh, and then finally, with Bradley as our guest, uh, he is uh, one of the founders of Radwood and, of course, Rad for Sale. Rad for Sale offered us a 1991 Data East Checkpoint pinball machine uh, from the early 80s, I think, JP, or was it the early 90s? Uh, Anyways, I believe it was early nineties, uh, yeah, but whatever. Early nineties, really cool, car, uh, really cool uh, pinball machine because it's got a Porsche nine thirty and a Porsche Speedster on the front. That same nine thirty is painted onto the sides of the pinball machines. Uh, it features a spinning Fuchs wheel, and the key is on the left with a Porsche key fob. So it's just a lot of really cool details. This thing looked to be in really nice condition. It was offered out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, so I said thirty five hundred dollars. You took thirty four, just under me, and Bradley went to three thousand. And the pinball machine on Rad for sale. I mean, we're talking, these guys are like six weeks old. This car brought, uh, this car, this machine brought $3,900 and sold at that price. Uh, so I actually had a pretty decent day, but you had a really decent week. JP, you racked up 13 wins to my eight. We each had a Yahtzee. And I want to cover one more result. Also, uh, yesterday when we were not on the air, uh, was a 1991 uh, Volkswagen Vanagon GL Synchro. 
Uh, now this mm -hmm. one has a 1.9 liter turbo diesel and it has a five-speed manual and it's all-wheel drive and this thing was offered out of denver colorado with some aftermarket wheels uh instead of like those really like terrible cloth seats these have like the beautiful crushed velour that you would expect to see out of like mark ii volkswagens uh offered in the united states uh this was a really neat car that you know to the untrained eyes like mine looked very similar to the 83 we looked at over the weekend uh, but this car has all the best equipment on it uh, and it is also a westphalia jp out of denver colorado with 200,000 miles yesterday this car sold for sixty-five thousand dollars, it was at it was at like twenty-eight or twenty-nine thousand in the final hour. It took about fifty-five minutes to close, and two guys fought over it until it reached sixty-five thousand dollars. When one guy wrote directly to the other one, he said, "It's all yours." It was fun fighting with you, uh, and then the guy responded back. He said, "Thanks for raising the bid number thirty grand on this thing." But anyway, sixty-five thousand dollars is that a banana result, or is that is that what that should bring? <laughs> That's Wow. Um, how many, which engine did this have? It looks like a TDI of some sort. 1.9 liter TDI inline four uh, with an aftermarket Borg Warner turbocharger, five speed, all wheel drive. It's, look, it's it's crazy high. I've never seen a synchro, that, like a used synchro go for this kind of no, number. There's a company up in the Northwest called Go Westy that will take uh, Vanagon's, you know, Westphalia's in particular, and they'll do Subi swaps on them. They'll put Subaru engines right. in them, um, and they'll kind of refurbish and stuff. And they charge over $100,000 for one of, for those things. Wow. Um, you know, so, I mean, which is still way less than your typical RV. Um but for a synchro, I mean, and, and usually Vanagon's are not synchro uh, when mm -hmm. it comes to West Valleys. It's very rare to find a Westie with a synchro uh, okay. with the all-wheel drive. So very, very, very uh, uncommon to find that. Um, so for this thing, 65, yeah, that's definitely a high watermark for a used, uh, you know, conversion. The TDI conversion is a great conversion. And it's kind of cool that it's, you know, it's diesel. So it's going to get, uh, you know, I guess, better fuel yeah. economy and everything like that. Great but range. Still, I still kind of like the, the Subi swap better because it's you know you're going to get more displacement and stuff like that uh, but you know at least the turbo diesel's got a little bit of torque i don't i 65 is just crazy wow. it's just crazy yeah i mean yeah so my my, my education continues to continue yeah boy <laughs> but anyway it just that's seems a like wild there's number. no end to to vanagon yeah. info yeah all right we could do a whole yeah. show on just vanagon by the way that's a great photo right there i like yeah. that you can see the lit up gauges and the headlights yeah. Uh, yeah. on a super dark road with no moon i i really <laughs> like that photo i'm glad yeah. you landed on that that's very that's cool. fun. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Cause anyway. I mean, that's what you're going to be doing most of the time with this thing is driving from one place <laughs> to the other and camping and then have, yeah, no, yeah. one free car, uh, 65 grand. That's a lot. Boy. Right. right? Isn't that eye watering? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was yesterday's cars and the cars from last weekend and everything like that. Let's, uh, let's get to some cars today. And before we do that, make sure you guys hit the subscribe, like, and notification button. Like we said before, do it now, uh, do it now. Do it. Come on. Do it. Uh, do it. Boy, that just never gets old. Does it? Okay. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. So the big, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. You picked a bunch of cars today cause I was out of town and, uh, it looks like, uh, Bradley sent us a, or was it Lane that sent us Lane this? Lane yeah. sent us a submission. Should we start with that? Yes, we should. Because it's, I mean, speaking of rad for sale, this is about as rad as you get. Yeah. I am guessing, and this is me putting on my sleuth coat, uh, mm. that Bradley, or sorry, Lane actually knows this car and probably knows the consigner because uh, Lane lives in Santa Cruz and suspiciously our submission also comes from Santa Cruz. Mm. It is a 1996 Toyota Supra 
coupe. This is not a sport roof, and this is not a turbo, but it is a manual. And despite being super, 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 super high mileage at 249,815 miles, JP, this car is really clean. Check it out, yo. Uh, black on black, which really looks good on the Supra because the lines on this car, in my opinion, are very beautiful. I love the uh, interior on these cars where the entire dash is canted towards the driver, making him feel like a pilot, in my humble opinion. Uh, I always thought these were really neat cars. And when I wanted one, I knew I couldn't afford the insurance on a turbo. So I kept thinking that a standard Subaru would still be really fun. A, a super, Supra. I wanted this one. I wanted a coupe with a manual and I didn't, I knew I couldn't afford the turbo. So that was uh, my fantasy car when I was 25, 26 years old. This one looks really, really nice. And uh, it's amazing how clean it is that the conditions sort of belie the miles. It makes you think that the miles don't matter because it looks like a brand new car. Uh, so Lane, I'm guessing knows this guy. This is a really neat car, normally aspirated, can't go wrong. What do you think, man? It's at $20,000 already with a 250,000 non-turbo. That's gotta be a record, right? I mean, look, this, it, they should re, you know how movies reboot all the time, you know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. They rebooted. Well, I guess star Wars wasn't really reboot, but they'll redo. It was. How many, they how many different, well, no, because it was the same characters. They didn't reboot star Wars. They, they copied it, but they didn't reboot it. They oh, did, I see uh, but okay. like, um, what do you yeah. call it? Uh, Spider-Man has been rebooted, right? They've oh, had yeah, in the last 20 years, they've had 10 different people play Spider-Man's or Batman or whatever. Yep. I think they need to, do, it's time, you know, they keep making fast and the furious movies over and over and over again. Uh, what they should do now is just go ahead and reboot it, get completely new actors, replace them, redo the first one. And this time when they roll up, they're on the beach, uh, you know, down Santa Monica or yeah. wherever the heck they are. And they pull up yeah. next to the Ferrari and the guy's like, Ferrari can't afford it, pal. And yeah. they should have the car that the douchebag is driving should be in a Supra. And the guy should be like, Supra, can't afford it, pal. And whatever they're in is like, I don't know, a Daihatsu that's just got a blown uh, turbo in it. And, they, and, you know, some bald guy, you know, maybe you play this part uh, and you just like go smoke them. And, you know, oh, there so, it is. Yeah, and and so amazing. the Supra is now the super expensive car that nobody can afford. Um, that's really funny. Right? I, I don't know. This thing, I mean, naturally aspirated. What a testament to uh, Toyota. As per usual, 250,000 miles. I bet it hasn't even been rebuilt or anything. Um, Unbelievable. You know, it's missing a center cap. It's got scratches, bumps, and bruises here and there. But like you said, overall, it's in pretty darn nice condition. It got um, it got, it got a starter, an alternator, um, and a, uh, what do you call it, a new clutch with a new rear mean sale at 225,000 miles. You know, um, hang out with the DWA guys on a coastal range rally or whatever and just beat the living daylights out of this car with no guilt. I'm all about it. Where's it going? I, you know, that's a really good question, JP. So our car out of Santa Cruz is sitting at $20,800 on eight Jeez. bids with four hours to go. I mean, that's already all the money for this thing. Uh, but I'm just saying, the audience that's here, uh, the condition of the car, I I'm liking this thing. So I'm going to go $24,000. And, I, I, you know, it could, it could go right by my bid, but I'm going to say $24,000 and send it back to you. Yeah, I am going to agree with you that it's going to go past your bid. I'm going to say 25, uh, just wow. going right over. But I think you're, Shoot. I mean, how high, I mean, 250. I guess, you know, if this car hasn't been wrecked, it's a great uh, specimen for like a swap, you know, to do the, what is it, 2JZ? I, I'm not a 
a JDM guy. So uh, whatever big turbo swap you want to do and something like this, this is the car to do it. Drive it for a while to like actually drive it with the intention to blow it up, drive it so hard that you blow the engine so that you can just go ahead and replace the engine with something really big and ridiculous yeah. and just it, go nuts with this. Cause it's what a great starter. It, it is the two JZ, but most okay. people like the lower compression motors because they can boost the horsepower by changing the turbos and adding intercoolers and get close to a thousand horsepower out of them. Mm. Uh, but this is really nice because it's, you know, the higher compression, normally aspirated motor, and this is a great motor on its own. So yeah. I would venture a guess that this, you know, this is a nineties car. It's probably everything you, you, you could throw this car at a nine, six, four that's stock and, and, oh, and, and give it fits, you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd demolish a nine, six, four, wouldn't you? Well, they're from the same era. I don't think so. Well, it's 225. Many, what's the horsepower? 225? I okay. think this is probably right. 225, 230 if I'm remembering correctly, but I don't know. I, I forget. It's been a while. Someone in the comments drinks. tell us how much uh, how much horsepower one of these has. But, uh, Stop. Or, uh, yeah. you know, how much how much horsepower could this thing have left? I can't imagine it's still at uh, factory <laughs> with 250,000 miles. But it is a Toyota. You can just pour sand in this thing and it'll just keep going. Seriously. Uh, really yeah. cool car. Someone's going to get something cool. Uh, again, it'll, some high watermark numbers. It'll run on syrup. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's see here. Are there any other Toyotas that we should be talking about on? Absolutely. Let's go right next door. Bring a trailer has oh. an alternative for you. Look at this. A 1988 Toyota Supra Turbo 5-speed. This car has a legit 29,000 miles offered wow. out of Jupiter, Florida. There have been a few modifications to this car. Get Feast your eyes on those 18-inch TSW alloy wheels. Yikes. I don't understand why people leave this car largely stock, but change the wheels to something that just looks so incorrect. This guy, I think, would literally is leaving money on the table by not just putting his stock wheels back on. You're on Bring a Trailer. Put your Japanese cars back to stock, fool. Um, anyways, uh, limited slip differential, turbocharged motor. It's a three-liter turbo, but it only makes like 200 horsepower. Uh, but this era of cars are starting to move in the right direction. Uh, other modifications include an H, uh, HKS boost controller, uh, so you can overboost the car, and then uh, aftermarket exhaust as well, made by the same company. Uh, but the, what you're looking at here is truly conditioned, which is why I think this car should be put mm. back to stock. Those velour seats look like they're basically new. There's pictures, J uh, JP, where he opens the door and takes a photo of the door jam, and the door jam tells you how young this car is. It's it's just incredible it's like there's no dirt or grime or anything in there this car really looks like it's been preserved really really well uh so if the humidity hasn't damaged this car out of jupiter florida uh do we think an 88 that era of super turbo is going to bring 20 grand and rival our 250,000 mile normally aspirated uh next generation car i do not i just don't think these were as loved as the other ones uh, but this, if you're looking for one, this is your car. This is this is as nice a one as we've ever seen. Uh, so, JP, what do you think? It's got two and a half hours to go, and it's sitting at twelve thousand bucks. Well, our good friend. I mean, this car is uh, responsible for having unleashed the Ram, uh, Rami Mirza. This was his first car, not this car exactly. Oh my God. But he wow. had one of these as his first car. And I think that just kind of like basically ruined him and uh, made unleashed him to our planet. And there's just been like destruction yeah. and wreckage uh, in yeah. its wake ever since. Uh, so a sure, wake of fire. Car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, boy, uh, it, it's awesome to see 80s cars like this just so, so 
so clean. I love it. Uh, these pictures are pretty bad, but at least they're doing the job and giving us the information. Um, yeah, I definitely like this car more than the other one, even though, of course, the the later one is the is the famous car. This car never really had any kind of, you know, I mean, it really was unloved for its time. The 300ZX was a better car in the 80s. It was lighter. Sure. It was more nimble. Uh, this car was kind of heavy. Uh, this car was also around when the 300ZX uh, changed, changed to new body right. style in 90 and this thing was just like what the heck are you doing Toyota and Toyota definitely yeah. responded in a big way with their super later uh, but this generation was just kind of a I mean it really was a, a sport Camry two-door um, so <laughs> you know I mean it was <laughs> that's just a heavy, good take actually you know yeah. Um, but, uh, fantastic to drive and not unlike the, the super that we just talked about, you could put another 200 plus thousand miles on this thing and oh, not easy. have any problems with it. Uh, so there's something to be said for that. And yeah, I, I, this would be just a great car to have. Uh, but do we think it will bring the money? What do you think? Where's it going to land? I don't, I, I just don't. I, this generation was just never known as a performance alternative where that other Supra, like we said, even with 250,000 miles and normally aspirated, uh, you know, you could run up the crest and, and run with the Porsches. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a neat car. Uh, that being said, this one is super low miles, and I think it's, it's, in, it's on the right platform. It's on BAT. Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody can look past those wheels and the exhaust and realize that they've got like a really well-preserved example on their hands here, I think this car could find a late flurry and make it to, but not exceed $20,000. So I'm going to park my bid at twenty grand, hopeful that you know with an up market that this thing is going to do well in the end. Where is it now? I'm sorry. 12 grand. 12 grand. Two and a yeah. half hours to go. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to say 19. Uh, you, I should probably go over on this one because it is such such low miles. And the fact that it's a hard top is definitely helping it. Um, you know, most of these or a lot of most of the turbos were target top, which is what I would want in a car like this personally, because I like having the roof come off. Um, but I think most people disagree with me in that regard. So uh, the coupe definitely interesting is about that, right? Yeah. yeah um, and the thing is with the with the wheels, I think that's going to hurt it. I think that's going to be something that There's... people are going to pass over and not look and notice that it's a 30,000 mile car. Uh, so you may not quite get there because the there's no photo be... of the stock wheels, which leads me to believe that the consigner doesn't have them. I'm and sure I think they that's, don't have that's them. a huge yeah. mistake. If he went out and found them for 800 bucks, he'd get four grand more for the car. Judging on the photos and the poor video, uh, poor photos and poor video, I suspect that they don't have the original wheels. Uh, they I don't either. Don't, they, uh, because poor judgment is being displayed here. Let's just put it that way. Uh, okay. Yeah. What else we got? Let's get out of the Toyota right. scene. Do we got something else? Yeah, let's go over. I'm going to put it right in this weird spot. Uh, okay. Cars and Bids has a 2007 BMW M5, JP. Mm. Uh, out of Carlsbad, California. Lately. What the heck? Out of Carlsbad, California. Look at this black-on-black 67,000-mile -black, original M5 with a V10 rear-wheel drive and a manual alert. This car's mm. got a six-speed manual, and it's black sapphire metallic. This car is a twin to the car we covered on Thursday, the 2008 BMW M5. Uh, that had 46,000 miles. Now, on BAT last week, the black-on-black -black car with the aluminum inlays and 46,000 miles brought a whopping $38,250 and sold mm. at that price. Now we go to cars and bids, and we're looking at a 2007 with 67,000 miles, and it's the, it's the exact same car. And again, in California, it's Carlsbad, California. So let's read the tea leaves here. A couple days ago, our car was sitting at 
20,000, then 22,000. And then four days ago, somebody did a knockout bid and went from 22 grand up to $37,500, which is $750 less than the selling price of the other car on BAT. So I am going to go ahead and say that despite having 13 bids, despite having an hour and 45 minutes to go, this car is done. It's a no reserve, and I think it's going to sell at this price. I think this car is going to is th- that guy it won it. I don't think anybody's going to come in over him because then they'd be paying more for the other than the other car uh, with 20,000 50% more miles. So I think yeah. this car is going to sell for 375, but that's an interesting thing that happened on Doug DeMiro's site that somebody went that high for the knockout blow. Yeah, it think? certainly wouldn't have gotten that high had someone not done that. That was a dumb move right. on whoever you are buying this car. You could have waited it out and probably gotten this car for the high 20s really where yeah or low 30s or, or yeah i i don't know on, on cars and bids you think maybe would have broken yeah. 30 i, I just don't no. think so um so that was just a bonehead move on this guy um and i don't know what to do as a as a bid nerds this is a first uh you are it, i there's no place for me to go uh because uh, no one's gonna bid uh below this and i no one's gonna outbid this guy so yeah i mean can we do an agree on price? There's, I, there's a, we're we're doing new. I, I guess I got to do the over. I mean, there's there you go. You yeah. get the advantage of going first. Um, uh, it's an ace. I served an ace. Thirty-seven-five. You said so. I'll go thirty-eight. Okay. Uh, and I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. agree. I agree with you hundred percent. What's up with yeah. the top of this door card? It looks like it's, uh, this is one of those things where it looks like the thing's been wet or something like that because there's yeah. like drip marks in the leather. Uh, like they left the window down uh, in a rainstorm or something like that. But yeah, so uh, strange. Whoever, whoever's getting this car, you're kind of a moron. You don't know how auctions work. Um, he it's, he's hitting a knockout blow on a car that didn't need it on, the, on a platform. Yeah. That wouldn't have done Tom it. Alford really wants this car and he's trying to take it away from Ducati. Tom is going to get it. <laughs> it yep. is Tom's Tom. car. I mean, Tom could like <laughs> yeah. go ahead and get his insurance policies, set up his uh, travel plans and, and just Tom's right not now, watching the show today because yeah. he's on his way to the bank to get a uh, cashier's check to send to the consigner. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. And, it, and now and what you have to look at is that the market with two black low mile manuals has yielded, you know, $38,000 twice in a row. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's going to bring more manual M5s to the foreground. I didn't think there were that many out there. So, yeah. so to see two in one week uh, and bring kind of the same money is pretty crazy. So uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I don't think we'll cover one again for a while, but it'll be interesting to notice yeah, if there's a lot no. of this generation. <laughs> please don't. Yeah. I'm really over these. Uh, and this one with the wood interior. <laughs> Blech, yuck. Hid. Um, Totes hid. All right. All right. Peak our market is trying to sell a 914. It's a 1974 mm. two liter in Olympic blue. Offered to us out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, the five-digit odometer shows 76,000 miles, but this car probably has 176,000 miles. The last time the motor was rebuilt, they overboarded. So this car actually is pumping out 2.1 liter of displacement. Uh, it's a nice-looking car, but it doesn't look to be in spectacular condition. And when they're not, when 914s in not good condition, they don't bring real money. A car either has to be restored or really nice or have some nice accessories uh, for the cars to bring serious money, which would be in the high 20s to the 30s. And, and you know, all the money for one of these things would be 40 grand. But our car uh, offered, again, out of Boston, Mass, with three hours to go, is sitting at just $12,000. And I don't think this thing is going to see the light of day. I, I don't think it's going to make 20 grand. And, uh, and so I just wonder... What was promised to this consigner if this car is going to wind up in the deal tank because they set his expectations incorrectly being 
P-car market, the place for Porsches, uh, when Porsches. I don't think they have the I don't think they have the aptitude to sell an air-cooled car, something as obscure as this one. Uh, and JP, what are the name of those wheels? Oh, sorry, I wasn't even paying attention to those. I was distracted by the by the um, by the logo on the hood. Uh, the first thing you notice whenever you see a 914 is whether or not some idiot put the crest on the nose. Um, 914s nose. Yeah. did not have that. Um, so that's the that's the first thing. When you see that, you're like, okay, this must be a repaint. Um, so, I mean, this is such a cool color, and I love the script on the side. Oh, yeah, those are just the Fuchs, uh, the four-spoke yeah. Fuchs on the side of this. They're just not – the um, the pedals aren't painted. So if you're listening to this on audio, uh, this car is like – it's not a Mexico – what what color is this? Riviera, Mexico? Olymp Olympic blue. Olympic blue. God, Porsche has so many versions yeah. of this blue. Um, it's a, it's it's an I want to say real quick quick take it's darker than golf but lighter than Riviera that's a pretty blue I, I like it's that color beautiful yeah it's a baby blue yeah. basically it's it's one of yeah. it's one of the Porsche baby blues with the black script on the side which I'm sure is not stock uh, because they also yeah. have the logo on the front too but yeah the Fuchs of the four pedal Fuchs uh, usually the Fuchs of this generation have black pedals um, these are kind of monochromatic and I actually love these because they're all um, all aluminum. That's just so yeah. not polished. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, I want to love this car. This is the first Porsche that I remember as a kid. My uh, my neighbor's mom had one, and my uh, my neighbor kid. He was you know we were like five or six. And he's like, my mom has a Porsche, and it goes a hundred miles an hour. I'm like, no way, nothing goes a hundred miles an hour. And I don't know if this car <laughs> would go a hundred miles an hour. This one probably would with a two point one. I don't know if hers would. Um, yeah, uh, this car ain't gonna make it. What's your number? Uh, JP, it's sitting at $12,681. It's got three hours to go. Uh, like I said, it's overboard. It's got Weber carbs. It's got an Abarth uh, Anza exhaust sticking out of the back of it. There are a couple of neat pieces here, but the car just doesn't look like it's in that great a condition. Uh, you know, 100 horsepower 914 is nothing to shake a stick at, but I'm not sure I believe in this car, and I certainly don't believe in the platform. So I'm going to say $15,000 that it maybe has another two grand in it. Yeah, I think that's a really, uh, really strong take. Uh, I'll go. What did you say? Fifteen? What? Fifteen even. Just fifteen it's even. At, okay. Yeah. It's I'll at go. twelve seven right now. I'm gonna go right under you and go fourteen nine because that was gonna be my All number. Right. And um, yeah, yeah, I want to like this car. I want to believe in it, but I don't. Uh, if this is the kind of car that if you could actually put eyes on it, uh, yeah, you might say, okay, yeah, you know what? I'll step up because you know, drive it, see what it looks like. But really, I this is the this is. This is the kind of car, it's not a collector level car, right? You know, it's obviously got all kinds of yeah. issues with it um, cosmetically, but it could be a magnificent driver. This could be the exact kind of 914 you want to just mob around on because right. it's not perfect. The paint's My, not Mikey, original. Mikey hashtags uh, drives a car that doesn't even look as nice as this, yeah. but drives great. And he rips the hell out of that car. He's had it for years. It wasn't at your yeah. old car. Yeah. And uh, Mikey hashtags rocks this cool 914. And it doesn't yeah. have to be a looker to be all the fun in the world and he drives that car anywhere it'll go and there's no way to really determine how this car drives from an auction you don't know i mean getting into this thing you know the, the linkage on these shifting these is always a challenge even with the best 914 so you just don't know how it's sorted even if all the parts look 
good and you can have a bunch of receipts saying you've had this done and that done and all this stuff. You just don't know a 914 and there's no way you could possibly buy a 914 that you intend to drive without driving it first. Buying a 914 on an auction is just a terrible, terrible idea. Um, so uh, on a bad auction site on top of it is extra terrible. So uh, yeah, let's. Uh, good luck to the seller and good luck to Peacar Market trying to move this thing. <laughs> all right jp last car and we picked a weird one check it out let's go to bring a trailer they've got a 1982 vuxall chevette with a six-speed manual a no reserve auction this particular car that doesn't look anything like a vuxall chevette has been completely reimagined and has a ap1 Honda S2000 drivetrain in it. That's the two-liter VTEC that makes 240 horsepower with a limited slip differential, rear-wheel drive, and a six-speed manual. Um, I will go out immediately on a limb and say that this guy's got very average photos and a super interesting car. He did not post a driving video. And I was like, fool, somebody needs to hear that motor and see this car rip around a turn so that you can get your money. And I think he really like left money on the table by not including a driving video in this listing on BAT. A really neat car. It's a very interesting build. He even put the Honda S2000 dashboard and seats into the Chevette. Uh, it's interesting that this stuff fits. Uh, it doesn't seem like it required a lot of modifications to get it in there. But I, like I said, I don't know how it comes together because there's no driving video. You know, still photos aren't going to do this car justice. You need to hear this thing and see it moving because I'm guessing this car probably weighs less than a Honda S2000. So it's going to be a quicker car than a Honda S2000. I, I, it's just, it's, I don't know, made a huge mistake here, but really neat car offered out of uh, <laughs> Wuxhaw, North Carolina. Uh, the car shows, the drivetrain shows 99,000 miles, but it's true mileage unknown. Very interesting bid, uh, build, and um, a really interesting lot. I, it, it, I don't know that I want to own it, but I'd love to go for a ride in it. What a neat little car. What do you think? I, I could have been convinced. I'm with you. It would be really great to see a video of what this thing drives like. I could have gotten, and that maybe could have gotten there. Until you look at the interior pictures, you're right. They did put the dashboard and the seats and everything in. Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast, I don't know how to possibly describe what the hell is going on with this <laughs> dashboard. Because normally the dashboard meets the windshield. And uh, mm -hmm. the way this car, the way they did this, they took a bunch of carbon fiber pieces and where the dashboard would normally end uh there's another six inches till the windshield starts so they just right. filled in that gap with yeah. like it's just the weirdest thing so half of the opening when you open the door you're looking at the side of the dash is going literally uh, is that a foot a foot and a half before yeah, the interior <laughs> begins i mean yeah. it's just like what in the hell is how do you get in and out of this thing i mean it's just yeah. like it it looks like you're getting in and sitting in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and is that what they did? It looks like they removed the back seat so that you're like sitting like right. in the middle of this car. There are no back seats. This is a hatchback with no back seats. They have it has a the firewall and the hoops that you have from an S2000 right behind the seats. Uh yeah. that is that just mangles this car and any potential for, I think, anyone to really take it seriously. Uh, looking at the exterior, well, you know, and I know you say, of course, because it is kind of a ridiculous thing, but looking it's at the exterior, I could be convinced. I mean, the exterior right. is 
pretty freaking cool. The proportions are awesome. These big stupid flares that they put on it. They amazing. The, the terrible, terrible wheels. If they'd have chose chosen some uh, period correct wheels of some sort, uh, you know, then I think it really would have been extra cool. Like some, I don't know, Group Two Campanellos or something like that. Something, something that looks, you know, seventies would have been great. But these wheels are decidedly aftermarket nineties, uh, and they. I actually think work. they might be stock S two thousand wheels. It might have like four fronts, like four front S two thousand wheels. Isn't They're sixteen that inch logo in the middle, or do you think they just swapped? It's a different logo. Yeah, the logo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, either way, they I might just be. think that was a bad idea. I think you get. I mean, because yeah. this car is, I get the idea of okay, well, we're going to match it, but we're going to give people some cue that this engine powertrain is something from Honda or whatever. Okay, neat. But you know, you've got these four. Uh, really cool rally lights on the nose and this berserko splitter sticking out and these big square headlights. It's just, there's fun to this. I, this has potential if they had just put some, like I said, the, the period correct wheels and left the interior alone, or at least just, you know, made whatever the interior that came with this car sported it up somehow. Again, period correct would have been interesting, but this car is no, no bueno. Yeah. Genius idea, sad execution. Yet so close. The thing that's sad about the execution isn't that they did a bad job. And that's what's, that's what's so disappointing here is that whoever did this had the skill to do it right. They just didn't have the wherewithal or aesthetic. Or the money. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think they had the money. I don't think yeah. there's any question that they had. No, I mean, I totally disagree with that because look at the stuff. No. They're using carbon fiber, custom carbon fiber bits. And, <laughs> you know, they fabbed all that stuff. They, the person yeah. had the money and the skills to do something really, really cool. And they're is close but then yeah, the, they just like off the ledge they went where's this car gonna land other than the bottom I don't of the know, cliff? yeah there's there's no comps uh you know Vauxhall is a british subsidiary of gm uh you know uh opal is like gm in germany Vauxhall mm -hmm. is like the cousin of that counterpart uh and it's it's literally called a chevette right i mean this yeah. is so funny but this little tiny hatchback was clearly in response to the success of the volkswagen gti creating a hot hatch, you know, in town car. But this thing now, somebody probably found a, um, you know, a S2000 a junkyard and took the drivetrain and some of the cosmetics out of it and, and made this Frankenstein car. I love the idea, but there's no comps for this. It's a no reserve auction, JP. It's at an hour and a half to go out of North Carolina. It's sitting at $15,750. Um, and I think that's really close to where my bid was going to be. I, I'm going to go 20 grand. Wow. And, and I think that's still a pretty good deal because even at 20 grand, you could afford to spend a little bit more money, maybe clean some of those things up. The performance on this has got to be pretty fun. If, it, yeah. if this thing, if this thing weighs like 2000 pounds, which I suspect it could be closer to 2000 than the 2,800 pounds, a stock S 2000 would weigh. If it's, you know, closer to that, like even if it's 2,200 pounds, you're talking about like, this thing's going to be lit. It's going to be fun. Pull all that silly stuff out of the back seat, put a roll cage in there and make this a race yeah. car. And with that power, oh, yeah. you've got something here. You really do. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't think it's going to get to 20. I'm going to say 19.5. All right. Fair enough. And, uh, Can't yeah. argue with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, gosh, guys, that was, uh, those were definitely interesting cars of the day. Uh, if you have a car that you are selling on BAT or rad for sale or something like that, and you want us to talk about it, let us know or forget it. It's not even a car that you're selling. There's just something coming up that you think is interesting. If you think <laughs> the most interesting car of the day on Thursday is something fill in the blank, whatever, let us know. Yeah. We'll put that in the list. We'll, we'll review the cars that you guys tell us. Um, otherwise we'll pick them for you. And that's just, you know, 
D will just keep picking M5s all day long. <laughs> Vuxall Chevettes. Here's another M5, and then, oh, look at this. Yeah. We have a really interesting um, M5, and then here's another M5. Oh, sprinkling an Audi in there and some, uh, which, some Italian which car. Which Toyota, which Toyota Supra would you rather have? The M5? <laughs> Uh, uh, thank point. you, Lane, for submitting the Toyota Supra. I hope your friend does well with the car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or if, it, or maybe it's his and he doesn't want us to know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow uh, at 9 o'clock. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. If we're on the case, yesterday we were not. We were out shooting some commercials for Volkswagen yesterday. That was kind of cool. Up in the Pacific Northwest. Thanks, uh, Kai and T. Cruz. Uh, I actually hooked, uh, hung out with my old buddy, uh, Kai Roberts, uh, who the previous owner of this car oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's got a he's got a great collection of cars doesn't he he always does he always has something interesting and yesterday he rolled up we i, I knew he was coming it's like oh what's kai gonna bring and he showed up in uh one of those uh violet uh e36 kind oh of that, that was his car oh, yeah. yeah you and said this that was car the was nicest one. Oh yeah, man yeah. it was so good that's awesome I had to take a ride in it because uh, the Turo car that I rented, I, I was so excited that I found a <laughs> 2016 GTI with a stick uh, for my trip to Seattle. And I knew we were going to take a day and go do a drive in the mountains at some of my favorite roads. And of course, the, the clutch return spring or the, the probably the master <laughs> cylinder or something failed, the, the clutch pedal wouldn't come back up. And so I had to leave the car 150 miles from Seattle. I had to leave it in Winthrop because uh, the car failed on me and I had to ride back in the E36, which was terrible a, that was pretty fun a manual turo with a bad clutch go figure <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that was a salvage car the kid that rented it yeah so if you're on if you're uh looking on turo and you're going hey let's rent a car and you're looking through there and you and you're going to seattle and you see a kind of gray gti just run away from that thing it is a, a quite positive it's a theft recovery or something it's such a piece of junk um theft recovery is a good take yeah sure that's what yeah. it was <laughs> oh boy um all right guys well thanks for hanging out with us we will see you tomorrow michael D, uh, good job. We uh, we're gonna say Thanks, goodbye. No! Get the word.